0: Hello, I'm Attorney Paul Whalen from Afford Law. At Afford Law, we practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts. Our fees are all based on a sliding scale, which is based on your income. So that means the less you make, the less you pay. Today, I wanted to take a moment to talk to you about operating under the influence in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts, drunk driving is called operating under the influence. It's a very serious crime, as you can imagine. Um, it's a very common crime uh, that we see in the district courts uh, every day. In order for you to be found guilty of operating under the influence, the Commonwealth, that is the prosecution, must prove three things beyond a reasonable doubt. They are, number one, that you are operating a motor vehicle, number two, on a public way, and number three, at a time when you were intoxicated therefore making your uh, operation dangerous. So let's take a look at each of those elements individually. The first one is actually has two components that you are operating a motor vehicle. So they must prove that you are operating uh, a, motor, a motor vehicle. So what is operation? Operation is the, the, the normal things that you think about when operating a motor vehicle. So driving, you're driving down the road, you're taking turns, you're braking, you're accelerating, you're doing all these things. Uh, that is typical uh, about driving. However, it's much broader than that as well. Uh, The case law in Massachusetts uh, has come down that um, any action that you take in a motor vehicle alone or in a succession of actions, which could tend to put that motor vehicle in motion, is considered operating. So, for instance, there's an old case from I think 1934 or something like that, where there was a a person that was in uh, in a car, and they uh, they had the old uh, handbrake, and he and he took the handbrake off, uh, and that pushed uh, the car into motion, put the car in motion, uh, and it actually it was parked, it struck another car uh, that was parked in front of it. That was considered operation because there was movement of that motor vehicle. The second part of the first step is that it must be a motor vehicle. So sometimes, very rarely, you get into a situation where uh, you look to see if a uh, particular vehicle is a motor vehicle. Sometimes you can look to see what the capacity of the engine is, for instance, if it's a moped or if it's a scooter or something along those lines, um, to to show that it is a motor vehicle under the statute. The second thing is that uh, it must be on a public way. A public way is any public street. So it's any, anywhere where the government maintains uh, the roadway. So, for instance, uh, interstate highways, state highways, city and town roads, uh, you know, uh, they look to see if they're, you know, if the, if the governmental entity, uh, you know, plows it during the, the, a snowstorm or maintains the road, you know, they, they send out uh, crews and stuff to, to maintain the road. Uh, clearly, those, those are all public ways and easily understood. Uh, however, it, it goes beyond that as well. It's broader as well uh, in that a public way is any place where a, the public has a right to be, either by an invitation or just a right to be. So uh, in the jury instructions, the jury is told that uh, things such as uh, parking lots at government offices, um, gas stations, parking lots at malls and restaurants and so forth, uh, the public has a right to be there. So that's considered a public way. Things such as private property, if it's your private property, for instance, uh, and there are some uh, certain other um, limitations on on public way, which you need to look at because uh, it, can, it can be the, the outcome, it can determine the outcome of your case. And number three is that you have to be intoxicated. So intoxicated means that you have to have um, imbibed, if you will, or you have to have so much to drink that it's unsafe for you to operate that motor vehicle at that time. Um, it's not illegal to drink and drive, as the jury instruction says. It is, however, illegal to drink so much and then drive that you're unable to to safely drive that vehicle. So it's not illegal to have it one drink uh, and then drive your car, but you can't have more several drinks uh, in, to the to the point where that you're impaired, where it's it's unsafe for you to, to operate that vehicle. So all three of those things need to be present in order for you to be found guilty on a drunk driving or an operating under the influence, you'll hear it called OUI uh, case. Um, the OUIs uh, also get more serious if you have more than one as you go. So in a first defense OUI, typically a, a if you don't take it to trial, you can probably work out a deal unless there's an accident or there's some other extenuating circumstances. The typical deal is you get a, a quaff, a continuation without a finding, for a year, you have to take what they call the 24-D program. That's a driver alcohol re-education program. Uh, you have to pay a lot of fees and fines. Your su- your license to operate uh, will be sus- suspended for a minimum of 45 days, um, and you'll be on probation for a year. You'll have to complete all of those things and pay all your fees and fines. And at the end of the year, if you don't get rearrested and you satisfy all those conditions, uh, your case can ultimately get dismissed. Once you get into the second offense, then that's different. You have to do a 14-day inpatient program um, at a hospital, um, and you'll probably be on probation again. There'll be other fines and fees. And then once you get, uh, God forbid, if you're up to a third or thereafter, there is minimum mandatory jail time that's, that's associated with that. And, of course, these are just the minimum. So even on a first offense OUI, the maximum penalty you can get is two and a half years in the House of Corrections. Uh, that's typically not what we see happen, but that is technically a possibility uh, on an OUI first. So please uh, definitely, um, first of all, don't drink and drive, clearly. Um, but if you are charged with, a, with an OUI, please consult an attorney. Um, there, are, there are a lot of uh, moving parts uh, to a criminal case, certainly, uh, and you want to make sure that you're getting the best advice uh, available. As I say, at uh, Afford Law, we do practice criminal and family law throughout Massachusetts, and our fees are based on a sliding scale. We're trying to give voice in the courtroom to the hardworking men and women of Massachusetts. Please feel free to visit us at affordlaw.org. See if there are many uh, resources available to you, frequently asked questions and so forth. And while you're there feel free to to, uh, book a free virtual appointment with me. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have about your particular case. At Afford Law, we're making justice affordable.